This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. Now grab a snack and get ready for the conclusion of our Halloween special food fable. Max and Danny fell about six feet, hitting the soft-packed earth below with a mellow thump. Max groaned as he slowly pushed himself up to his feet. Danny was coughing from the clouds of dirt that burst up around them like dismal welcoming confetti. Max? Here, Danny. His hand grabbed hers as gently as it did when she was first born. Where are we? I can't see anything. I don't know, Danny. I don't know. Their heavy, jagged breath gave the only warmth to the air. Wait. Max stepped forward, but Danny held him back. Look, Danny, you see? There. Just ahead of them was the faintest glow. It looked as though the earth had swallowed a small sliver of the moon, stuck in its belly, just as Danny and Max now were. The illumination gave a hint of where they were. A wide, dark tunnel, the shape of an upside-down grin, which curved around a corner toward the light. Come on, Danny. Max tugged her hand as he took slow, cautious steps toward the glow. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Max! Danny! Jack was pulling on his hair, pacing parallel to the headstone, yelling into the night. Hey, stop it, man, you. Max! Jack fell to his knees and started clawing into the soil. Jack, shut up! Dustin grabbed him by the shoulders, pulled him to his feet and shook him lightly to get him to look up into his eyes. Hey, hey! You saw what happened, okay? I saw it too. It happened. No, no, no. Yes. And we won't be no help if we get stuck down in there, too. Now shut up so I can think, Dustin said, letting Jack go and pacing himself. Jack just stood there, staring at the headstone. Okay, it's almost midnight, but we have until sunrise, Dustin said aloud, though he was reassuring himself, trying to talk away the trembles from his own voice. Did you know? Jack asked without looking up. What? Did you think this would happen? Of course not, man. I just wanted to scare you guys. You think I believed a buried head could turn into a coconut? That's crazy. It's real, Jack whispered. Doesn't mean it's not still crazy. Dustin kicked a rock, then brought his hands to his face, pulling them down across his cheeks. Max, stop. Danny tugged his hand as they approached the corner. Did you hear that? Jack's cries echoed hazily across the top of the cave, from where they fell to where they stood, then retreated back again. Jack! Danny bellowed, facing backwards. Shh, Danny, we don't know what's... Hello? A strange voice came from around the corner where the light was. Max stepped in front of his little sister, letting go of her hand and extending his arms out like a shield. Danny stepped closer, bringing her arms into her chest and pressing them into her brother's back. Come here, come on, we can hear you. We? Danny whispered. Stay behind me, Max said as they stepped forward and rounded the corner. There were a few long roots that dangled down from a thick, fibrous root system above, which hugged the dirt ceiling and frayed out like Danny's witch hair wig. 
and at the end of the few long roots, hanging right at their eye level, was a translucent, ghostly head. It was glowing blue-white with wide eyes and a grin. It looked like a young boy. Hi, it said in a strangely friendly voice. Danny peered out from behind Max, who stood dumbfounded, staring not just at the ghost boy head, but also further down the upside-down grinning tunnel, where other heads swung from their own roots, laughing and yelling their own welcomes. Who, who are you? Max finally asked the boy. You know who I am. Max furrowed his eyebrows and unknowingly let his mouth fall open as he thought harder but only became more confused. You're the boy from the story, Danny said quietly. What? Max turned to Danny. You were listening? My name's Will. I'm Danny. She stepped forward in front of her brother who grabbed her arm. What are you doing? Why were you listening? Dad doesn't like you listening. He's just a boy, Danny said, looking at Will. This happened to him, too. <sighs> this? Max looked around briefly, shaking his head. This is not going to happen to us. Max pulled her arm harder, but she stood still. How old are you? She asked Will. Me? Oh, about a hundred now, I think. Oh, I... You mean how old was I when I died? Danny opened her mouth but couldn't manage to speak. It's okay. I was twelve. How old are you? Nine. Poor young girl, another voice called from down the row. You'll be our youngest. No, she won't. Max stepped forward again, ahead of his sister, glaring down the row of faces. None of which seemed mean or angry, though. In fact, it was as if he were looking round the room at one of his parents' parties. Strange, but non-threatening faces. Max suddenly became shy, almost embarrassed by his assertive behavior, and took a step backward, lowering his head. It's okay, child. It was a woman's head that spoke. We don't want either of you to join us. But you haven't much time. Is anyone looking for you, above? Help us, Max begged, looking up again, with tears in the corner of his eye. At least help my sister. <laughs> well, well, what a nice brother. Must be nice, huh? Have a brother who loves you and, you know, doesn't want to get you killed, am I right? <laughs> One's man head teased another that dangled across from him. Will you shut up? The other man's head scolded. Bet you wish you could go back in time and maybe not steal from the devil? Just a thought. The first head baited again. If I could go back in time, I'd behead you myself and save your king the trouble. Wait a second. Max walked down toward the two heads. My dad's stories. You, you're the prankster from Burma, he said to the first head. That's no joke, he responded with a wink. And you, Max turned to the other. You and your brother stole the boat from the devil in the Admiralty Islands. You were, uh, well, your brother, uh... Yeah, that was me. Please, no need to continue. Trust me, I know the story. I'm sorry, Max shied away. Oh, it's fine, kid. You aren't my problem, he said, glaring back at the prankster. Oh, you two, cut it out, the gardener from the Filipino myth chimed in. Wow, Max said, moving his eyes from one face to the next. And you're the fisherwoman, Danny walked toward the woman's head that spoke earlier. From New Guinea, the woman giggled. New Guinea, sweetheart. A set of giggles came from behind Danny, and she turned to see the other two boys. And you, you were eaten by a shark. No, that was me, one of the boys' heads corrected. He got bested by a stingray. 
It was a big stingray, the boy added. Well, what do you think is scarier, huh? A shark, right? The first boy asked. Oh, I, I don't know. It both sounds pretty awful, Danny deflected. I'm really sorry. Not yet you're not. A dry voice came from the end of the row, separated by some distance from the rest, his glow less bright. You don't recognize me, do you? He asked. Max and Danny were quiet. Fletcher, please, they're kids, they're scared, the gardener said with his usual loving tone. They should be scared. Fletcher Christian, Max said, almost not loud enough to hear. Speak up, boy. You're from the mutiny, on the bounty. Bingo. You can thank him for your ability to visit us in our humble abode, (laughs) the prankster bellowed. Will you shut up? The brother's head shouted. What? Just giving him a heads up about who he's talking to, the prankster winked. Get it? Heads up? Oh, if I could vomit, I would. The brother rolled his eyes. Max, Danny whispered, tugging at the back of Max's sweatshirt. Be careful, okay? Max heard his dad's voice in his head saying those very words. He turned to Danny, knelt down in front of her, taking her by the shoulders once again. I'm going to get you out of here, I promise. It's not up to you, Fletcher said proudly. Max stood up and faced him. Help us, please, Fletcher sighed. Well, it's not up to us either. We're sorry, the shark and stingray boys said, almost in unison. But there must be a way. Who can help us? The heads all tilted upwards, their faces to the dirt ceiling above. Max and Danny both pivoted in place, looking around at the faces, then back at one another, their eyes both wide as they called out in unison, Dustin! Jack! Shh, did you hear that? Jack said as Dustin stopped mumbling theories to himself. What? Dustin asked. Listen. The boys stood facing one another in silence, and between the distant moan of the ocean breaking against the shore and the crackling of the palm branches in the wind, they heard a rumbling from within the earth, just north of where they stood. Dustin! Max! The heads all called out together. No, no, I'm Max! It's Jack! Jack! Max yelled, the heads choiring after him. They're calling us! Jack rushed to the sound of the muffled noise, sprouting from the soil, dusting close behind. Max! Danny! Jack called as he got closer. He could feel the rumbling of their voices beneath his feet. Whoa. Dustin stopped when he felt it, too. Should we dig? Jack asked. I don't know. Dustin looked around for nothing in particular. Well, we can't just stand here anymore. We gotta do something. You said we have until sunrise? Dustin looked up. No. What do you mean, no? Jack shouted. I didn't. Max's dad did. The legend. I'll ask him how to save them. Dustin turned, ready to sprint away. Wait, wait, you moron. He'll never believe you. And he won't let you leave again if you say they're missing. What if he calls the police? What if they think we did something? Do you think they'd even believe you? Well, maybe they could come out here and when they hear, Holy crap, man, shut up. I'm going to ask what the legend says about how to get back before sunrise. Well, what if he doesn't know? I don't know, man. Then maybe I'll tell him, but we're wasting time. Okay, you're right. Let's go. Jack rushed by, but Dustin grabbed his shirt collar. Ow! What the... One of us should stay here so we know where they are. Maybe try and tell them we're going for help, Dustin said. 
He turned, once again ready to run, but Jack grabbed the back of his arm. You stay. I should go. I'm faster. Screw you, man. What? I'm not saying it to brag. It's just true. Stay here. Jack sprinted off into the dark, the flashlight's beam bouncing ahead of him. Yeah, well, don't mess this up, Dustin yelled after him. Jack knocked on Max's house door, at first frantically, but then he calmed himself, his knock slowing to an awkward heartbeat. Max's dad answered. Jack, where's the rest of the gang? Oh, they, uh, uh, they're still out. I just, uh, I forgot, um, Jack was breathing heavy. Ran out of toilet paper? Max's dad winked. What? Did someone scare you off their lawn? Is that why you're so out of breath? What? I was a young boy once too, you know. Whose house did you TP? You kids aren't making too much of a mess out there, are you? Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, no, no, not messy. Just, uh, two houses. I mean, cars, two cars. Max's dad raised his eyebrows. Come on in, Jack. Thanks. Jack finally slowed his panting as he followed Max's dad to the living room. Hey, hey, you know that legend you told us? Mm-hmm. How could that boy have survived? I'm sorry? The boy who fell in the grave? You said that, that the legend says that he had until sunrise to find his way back to the surface. How could he get back? Well, he couldn't. Not on his own. Uh-huh. Jack waited eagerly. Well, it's a trade between the above ground and the underground. The underground takes a head and gives a coconut. Uh-huh. Jack leaned in closer. So? So? Legend says it works both ways on Halloween. To retrieve the boy and his head, the friends would have had to bury a coconut. He picked up the coconut head with the troll hair from the coffee table, dangling it in front of Jack's face as he had done before. Coconut head goes in? He dropped it with one hand and caught it further down with the other. Human head comes out. He lifted it back up again to meet Jack's gaze. But before bearing the fruit, one must write the name of the person for whom they are trading. Max's dad grabbed a sharpie from the table next to the other decorating tools and began writing on the back of the coconut opposite of its face. He turned it to face Jack. Will, Jack read as he took the coconut from Max's dad. What about the others from the stories? Well, their fate was to become the trees. Without them, there would be no coconuts. They are a part of this earth. That is their place. And Fletcher Christian, the mutineer, well, he was cursed to the same fate because of his actions. But the boy, Will, he could not be brought back to life past sunrise that night he was taken into the soil. But his soul, his soul could still be set free. Jack held the coconut tightly in his hands looked up at Max's dad as if he were a ghost himself, then turned, grabbing the sharpie from the table, and bolted out the front door, yelling goodbye as he exited, nearly tripping over his own foot. Didn't you want to grab toilet paper? Max's dad called out, but Jack was already gone. Dustin was laying face down on the ground with his ear to the soil when he saw Jack's flashlight streaks springing up and down as he approached. What the heck is that? Dustin said as he jumped up looking at the coconut Jack was holding out in front of him. We, we have to bury them. What? Who's Will? Find two coconuts now. Jack came to his knees and began digging into the earth with his hands. Dustin returned with two more coconuts and began digging. As they worked, Jack explained what the legend called for, in between shouting reassurances to Max and Danny in hopes that they could understand him. Danny was standing next to Will's head as Max paced up and down the runway of faces. I hate not being able to do anything, 
he said. Yeah, tell us about it, the brother's head said. Sorry, I didn't mean... I know what you meant. Sorry for my snarky reply. I've clearly been spending too many centuries with this fool. He motioned with his eyes to the prankster, who simply grinned in response. This is our home, the fisherwoman said softly. We belong here. We cannot change that, and that's okay. It's you we're worried about. It's been 100 years since Will joined us, and we fear you two will be trapped here the same, and for as long, if not longer. They only have until sunrise to save us. Yes, sweet boy, to save your body, but your soul. Your soul is what stays within the coconut palm, for as long as Halloween nights come and go, with no one out there to set you free. You mean he could still be set free? Danny asked hopefully, turning and smiling at Will. His soul? Yes, of course. If we get out, I promise I'll help you, Danny said to Will. If we get out, Max repeated. What are they doing up there? How deep do we have to dig? Dustin panted, his fingertips bleeding slightly from scraping against rocks. Didn't say. And you didn't ask? Just a little deeper, come on. Jack never looked up. They worked for a while longer before Jack called for them to stop. Pass me the coconut, Jack pointed. Dustin grabbed it and handed it to Jack. M-A-X, Jack wrote on the side. This is crazy, he said as he reset it on the ground next to him. Told you, Dustin smirked as he passed over the second coconut. The decorated coconut head with Will's name was sitting behind them, waiting patiently. D-A-N-I. Jack put the pen down and looked up at Dustin in silence. Dustin motioned with his eyes to the grave, and Jack dropped it in as he rolled the one with Max's name in behind it. Thud! They crashed together at the bottom of the shallow grave, and just as before, the whole ground beneath them began to tremble. Max felt several chunks of dirt hit his shoulder. He brushed them off, looking up slightly with his forearm shielding his face. What's happening? Danny asked. The trembling grew, and the dirt started pouring in on Max, who stumbled out of the way, falling to the ground at his sister's feet. They did it, the fisherwoman said, looking over at Fletcher, who raised his eyebrows with a mixed look of surprise and impressed. Max, look! Danny helped her brother up, and the two moved toward the small dirt pile, atop which sat two coconuts, each with one of their names. They picked up their respective fruits. All of the heads, the faces, most smiling, some grinning, looked on. Goodbye, they said in unison. The two coconuts fell to the ground with a thud as Max and Danny disappeared. In the blink of an eye, just as quickly as they had vanished into the earth, they appeared on the surface behind Dustin and Jack. They were frozen for a moment, looking at their hands, moving them to face their palms up, as if testing to see if their existence in that moment was real. Holy crap, Jack, look, it worked! Dustin turned and hugged Max with such ferocity he knocked him to the ground. Jack jumped onto the pile and grabbed Danny's hand to pull her in, too. They all laughed and cried at the same time, slowly rolling away from the pile and each lying on the ground in line beside one another, letting their bubbling bellies settle from the laughter. The last of their tears slipped down their cheeks onto the soil. They laid there in silence for just a few moments, their brains exhausted from battling and reconciling the supernatural adventure they escaped. Suddenly, Danny shot upright. Will! She scrambled to her feet. We have to set him free! Who's Will again? Dustin asked as he sat up. Jack pushed him down again as he stood. Jack picked up the coconut head and handed it to Danny. 
She turned it over slowly to see the inscription on its other side. Will, she whispered, grazing her fingertips over his name. Jack began digging once again. Hey, man, Dustin helped Max to his feet. I'm, I had no idea. I mean, I didn't mean for, you know, I'm, I'm just really, I know, Max said, giving Dustin a friendly nudge on his shoulder. It's okay, chicken. Ha, shut up, Dustin nudged back. They helped Jack dig as he once again explained what the legend called them to do. When they were ready, they stood around it, as they had done at the grave with the blank headstone. Jack nodded at Danny, who dropped the coconut into the grave. The earth swallowed the fruit as it had done before, but this time no one appeared. Danny looked to her feet and began to cry. Max came to her side, holding her with his arm, rubbing her shoulder. But suddenly, a warm breeze came from within the earth. It circled them all at first, Dustin and Jack both looking around, as if they could catch it with their eyes. Then the breeze enveloped Danny alone, and a voice came from before her. Thank you, Danny. I'm finally free. Will, she said, extending her hand into the night. I won't forget you. She felt the sweetest warm spot brush against her forehead as the wind kissed her goodbye. They felt it spiral around them a few more times before it burst upward into the night sky. From that day on, Max, Dustin, Jack, and Danny all told the tale of young Will to anyone and everyone who would listen. They carved Will's name into the blank headstone in his memory and filled the reopened grave with rocks and broken coconut shells to prevent any other mischievous Halloween ghost hunters from falling into the same fate. And every Halloween, Max and Danny would bring coconuts and lay them at the headstone in celebration of life and remembrance of the dead, feeling a warm wind dance around them as they held one another's hand, and seeing the trees sway as they whispered hello to their friends in the world underground, as if they were waving back from below. The End Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specially Produce App on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. Tune in next time for the latest food buzz. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.